Hey there, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Lakeside. I'm your host, Daniel Stombaugh, and I'm glad you're here with me today. We are going to have a transformational day today. We're going to take the next few minutes and talk about our identity in Christ, that is who we are in Him and who we are to Him. And this is powerful because identity brings purpose. Let's get started. And welcome back to Lakeside. We're in episode number 29, and we're, we just started this brand new phase within the Song of Solomon. Another, another shift has taken place in the story, and there's a few more shifts that are on their way, but they're very, very strong shifts. And so this shift has taken place. They've been together romantically. They've been together physically, and she woke up in her bed, and she was by herself. And remember, she was kind of like looking around, and she was disappointed and kind of sad, and she felt for him. And then, you know, we talked about how God is not always where it's comfortable. Seeing God move in your life is not, you're not going to always see that happen when you're in a place of comfortability. You're going to have to step out of that and be willing to go where he sends you, be willing to go where he leads. Part of that declaration of saying, I belong to you and you belong to me, part of that is us saying, I belong to you and I'm not my own anymore. So wherever you lead, I'm going with you. You know, I'm, it's you and me together in this thing. And so she woke up and she couldn't find him. And, and there's, we talked about how people can feel, you know, like God's not doing anything in my life. I just feel like he's absent. I feel like he's doing all these things things for other people, but I don't ever get to see it. Or 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 seeing someone else and say, man, I wish God would do something in my life like that. I wish I could see that happen in my life, right? I, I really wish I can, can have that going on in my life. People have great stories with God. Well, how come I don't have any of that? And it's not that we can't. It's just the fact that when God speaks, we aren't listening. I mean, we got so much other stuff going on that we've completely tuned his voice out and we prompt those thoughts as our own that come into our head. Not every thought you have that comes into your head is of your own. I challenged you last week, uh, last time we got met together in the podcast, I challenged you uh, in episode 28 to to write down three things, right? Ask God, who should I pray for today? And then write down the very first name that he put in your heart. And God, who should I encourage today? And the very first name he puts, bam, you write that name down. And how should I encourage them? And whatever comes up, do it move no matter how crazy it is encourage them you never know what happens there's been so many times where i've just man you've been somewhere and god says speak to this person about this and you're like what the who huh uh like the Tim Allen, you know, it's like, I what? If I say this to them, I don't even know this person, you know, but God says do this. And so you do it and they just, man, it's like this awesome move of God takes place. You're like, man, I, you have no idea how much that means to me. Or, wow, I was just, I was just asking God about that. Or, and man, I was just, yeah, I was just, I was just saying that this, this, this morning, you know, and here you are talking about this and out of the blue, it had nothing to do with anything. But the point is you move with God, you see him do some of the kingdom, but that's not comfortable. Like those times, they're really not comfortable. When God says, buy someone a dozen donuts, and you really don't know them that well, it's like, ah, if I buy them a dozen donuts, I don't even know this person, just hand them a dozen donuts and just say they're from Jesus. <laughs> what do you do? But he said, that's not comfortable. That is not comfortable to do. But man, when you do, and all of a sudden you find out, like we talked about in the last podcast, and when you give someone a dozen donuts, hey, this is from Jesus, and all of a sudden they just start crying. It's like, man, there's a story involved in that. Man, this is man, something my husband and I used to share and how he's passed away and I was just telling God how much I missed him. It's on the very same day we used to get donuts and now you're bringing me donuts, the same kind of donuts that we used to have together. And you're just like, wow, God, you are awesome. And I remember when that happened, I looked him in the eye and said, man, God loves you. <laughs> he loves you. And he's like, ah, I heard you. 
Like, I heard you and you were praying. I just wanted to put my arms around you. Here's a dozen donuts. <laughs> Here's comfort food. I'm just going to show up and give you something that I know for a fact you're not going to be able to mistake. This came from me. Right? So it's that comfortable. you got to leave what's comfortable if you want to work with God in the kingdom. you got to leave what's comfortable because God doesn't always stay where it's comfortable. Many times God moves in and out of places that you would normally never go. He'll take you into spots where you would normally, neighborhoods where you would never go to. He'll take you to people that you would normally avoid or walk away from and he'll move you to their side of the street. He'll move you next to that person and man, I'm telling you what, God is not, there is not one racist bone in God's body and God will move you across your comfort zone really, really fast to let you know Hey, listen, this is where I have you. This is where I want you to speak the message I made you to speak with your life. And let me just do this. If you really want me, let's work with this together. And so it's Solomon chapter 3 and verse number 2. She has a decision to make. Do I lay here in my bed? Do I lay here where I'm comfortable and just miss the king's presence? Or do I get up and walk with him? Do I get to do life with him? Do I do the kingdom with the king? You know, what, how is it do I want to do? I just want to enjoy the kingdom and feel like a king is no longer there in my life? Or do I want to be actively involved? with the king. And the questions for us, man, when, when God moves, when he moves around and we have this choice, move with God or kind of stay where we are in some things. Man, God challenges you to change change something about yourself because of his word. Do I move with God and do I step out into what's not comfortable and maybe stop doing something? Maybe God puts it on my heart. Hey, I don't want you necessarily to do this activity anymore. What do you do with that? Do you just kind of keep doing that and say, well, God, hope you understand. And man, sure, we did have some great times back in the day. Or do you say, you know what? I want you enough to say I'm moving with you. Even though this is comfortable for me to continue with this, Man, Paul said, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Man, you just keep doing wrong even though you know that it's wrong and you just keep doing it because God's forgiving. He says, God forbid, how shall you that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Man, if you're, if you're done with that, right? I mean, you see where sin will take you. If you're done with that, why do you keep doing that? Man, temptation is just a question. Is God enough for me? So if God is enough for you, leave what's comfortable. You know, habits can be comfortable. George Strait sang a song, You can learn to love anything. Even a bird in a cage will sing a song, even if it's wrong. Even if it kills you in the end, you can learn to love anything. Sell your heart and soul for a ball and chain. You know, there's a lot of truth in that song. People will, I know Christians that will stay comfortable and they rot they rot. And somebody comes by and tells them a story like a donut story and they get all fired up and say, man, I really wish I could have that in my life. You just must be just up there with God. No, man, we're, we're the same. You and I are the same. The difference is, it's like, man, if the king's moving, I want to move with him. Because I promise you, wherever he's going is a lot more exciting than anything I could manufacture. <laughs> you move with him. So she makes a choice, and we're going to start with this choice right now. Song of Solomon chapter 3 and verse number 2. Here she says, she says this, I will rise now, go about the city and the streets and the broadways, and I'll seek him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. The bride is recounting the exploits of her search for the king, and her search takes her to multiple points of frustration, and that in itself is valuable. You notice that she went in the streets and in the broadways, and she was looking. These are different places, streets, plural, broadways, plural. There's more than one street in that kingdom. There's more than one broadway in that kingdom, and she went to these different places looking for him. 
you know, God is not always found in the places and people and events we feel that he should be found in. God is not always going to be found in the people, the places, or the events that we feel he should be found in. The search provides intense value, and I say that because we learn out of all the places that he is and he is not. And that learning process can help someone who's searching. There's been times and places just because something has God's name on the sign or has God's name on the mailbox or the business card doesn't necessarily mean you're going to find God there. (laughs) You know? Just because someone says that they love Jesus doesn't mean necessarily that, that they love him or that they even know who they love. They may love a version of him that they've created. I don't know. But just because they proclaim it doesn't mean they got it. Just because they can hoop doesn't mean that they have him. He's not always found in those tidy, comfortable places or the places that we feel he should be found in. So she goes out and she's searching for him. And a lot of, a lot of times we look for God and we, I mean, we do the search and I feel like we waste time. We've gone down all these empty roads, even looking to find God in your life. Think about the times where you, before you met Christ, all the different places you went looking for love, all the places you went looking for what you were looking for ultimately was God. You may not have known it was God time you thought it was just love adequacy and worth and you're looking for that in people places and things and you went looking for that and that search we can when we find the king we tend to regret that search a lot of times we look back and say well man i i wasted wasted years brother <laughs> wasted years i wasted all these years and if i only know now like toby keith if i i didn't know now what i didn't know then <laughs> it's like if i could just go back over start again i mean god i i wished i would have known all this i could have given this to you sooner and man, God says, no, there's value in the search because I've, anyone could tell you where the king was not, it was this girl. She could tell you, don't go down that street, he's not there. Man, if you're looking for love, don't look forward in that situation because it's not going to be found there. If you're looking for adequacy, that is not going to make you feel adequate. That job is not going to make you feel adequate. If you're looking for worth, that position is going to fall apart. Someone's going to steal it. It's going to break. It's not going to hold up. And your worth is going to be tied into something that will let you down. And there's dead-end streets. I'm talking to people who have gone down dead-end streets because I've gone down dead-end streets. Let me ask you, what dead-end streets have you discovered in your search for God? When you're looking for God, what what dead-end streets did you ever find? Did you go down? Think about that for a minute. Looking for love, what, what streets did that take you down? What Looking for value. What were you willing to do to have somebody look at you and say, I'm okay with you? How can you use those frustrations to help somebody else who's searching? I can tell you that I came to a point in my life where everything in my in my life was falling apart. You know, my marriage was straining. I'd been so busy, 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 busy doing things for Jesus that when I stopped doing things for Jesus and started living from Jesus, what it was essentially was turning down the radio in the car. When you turn the radio down in the car, all that noise, that you, busyness that you turn down, all of a sudden it just gets real quiet and all of a sudden you hear the engine was knocking. It's like, well, how long has that been making that noise? And I realized that a lot of relationships in my life were sagging and straining and they were they were running on low on fumes and oil. It's like, whoa, I've been neglecting some stuff because I was so busy. Man, there's a lot of, I can look back now and say, man, if you're looking for love, adequacy, and worth, busyness right there is not going to get it for you. Performance-based acceptance will never get it for you. It's not going to make you feel fulfilled. You're not going to find the king 
in that way, that way, that way, that way, that way. Oh, yeah, stay away from that street, you know, that byway, that broadway. Yikes. Keep away from that, man. I can tell you where the king is not. He's not there, 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 or there. And you have places and streets and, and places you can direct people there. Not God is not there. He's not there. He's not there. Man, he says, I'm going to rise now and I'm going to go out looking for him. And I respect her for the fact that she got up and she went out looking for him. I respect her for the fact that she went looking for him. That search is going to take her to some places that are going to hurt her. And we're going to see that in the next podcast. But that search is, is powerful. Man, the search should not be discounted. If you felt like you have searched and you spend a lot of times and made a lot of mistakes in the search, understand that there are no wasted years. Um, those things were preparation for you to understand God the way that you do now. And all those things were necessary to bring you to the point where you understood the God's value and, and why you wanted to find him so much much those those places have brought you to that understanding now and so they're intensely valuable don't discount them but i want to encourage you that if you do look back and say well i wasted a lot of time here and here and here and here ask god to start helping you to show you how you can use that how can i help someone who can i direct who can i look back man if god has given you uh, an understanding of a street that didn't find him at you didn't find love adequacy and work down the street bring me across the path of people that are struggling with that and let me speak that message into them man you're not going to find happiness there you're not going to find love at the in that in in the relationship you know you're not going to find it in another person you're not going to ask somebody to be your all in all because god's that that's supposed to be god's job and asking someone to that i mean for me i was looking at my spouse demanding that she be my source of affirmation and i was asking her to do something she was never designed to do and it was causing such a strain man I had to go back and look at her and say i'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry, I was demanding you to be something. I was looking at you. This was a street that was not leading to the king. It wasn't leading to love. It wasn't leading to affirmation. God wasn't there. So looking back, saying, God, who can you help me? Who can I speak to? Who can I speak into with this message you've given me? And ask him and then do it. Ask and then do it. Ask and then do it. Man, thank you so much for being with me today. I hope you have a fantastic day today. I'm excited for you because especially if you have if you have a if you have a roadmap full of streets, maybe you got a whole whole atlas full of streets of roads that you've gone down. Man, the GPS log is full, and you say I've gone down all these things and I, I've made some serious mistakes and mess ups. That's not the end of the story. Those were designed to be used by you to help someone else. So, ask God. Say, God, would you help me? Direct me to bring me the conversations would you bring me into conversations with people that are asking about this that are looking for this would you give me discernment to see when they're speaking that what they're really saying they're doing you know and it, it, man just give me discernment to look look into into the conversations deeper than surface and when someone says something help me to understand uh, what they're saying so that i can speak this message you've given to me help me direct people to you ultimately help me direct people to you help me direct people into a perspective or into an awareness of you and your reality and your presence and your looking and your searching for them would you help me direct people to you Father, we thank you for the day you've given us today. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your ability. I thank you for the fact that you use everything. Nothing is wasted with you. The fish and loaves, man, no scrap remains. And you stay, gather the baskets. Nothing's wasted. Man, no part of our journey with you is wasted. And the years that we spent looking for you, those valuable years where, where now we've got equipment, we've got tools, we can actually look someone in the eye and say, look, I can tell you from experience, that road is not going to take me. Father, use those, man. Use those, Father. Would you ignore 
ignite that with us? Would you open up our path? Would you bring people to us? Would you give us boldness to move in you? Would you give us boldness, uh, an understanding of your strength and your power and your sovereignty? Would you give us a, an understanding of just how great you are within us? Would you help us to move inside of that calling? Would you help us to stand up and put the words in our mouth? Father, we are, man, we, you, Holy Spirit, you've got to give us the words. So would you help us to be sensitive to you? Would you help us to move into that assignment with people? Bring people in divine connection with us today. Bring people into divine connection with us today and give us the words for that divine appointment and direct somebody to you. Would you help us direct somebody back to you, Father? Love you. We thank you for the day you've given us today. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I ask you that you go about the day today. Keep your eyes open. God is ready to be seen and he's waiting. He is waiting to do life with you. Have a fantastic day. We'll see you next time. 